This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everyone, it's Cameron, your friendly neighborhood podcaster guy. Uh, just wanted to talk to you a little bit before the show uh, and just say thank you all for coming back even though we've had an extended uh, time off. That's that's on me. Uh, my family welcomed our second child into the world and um, I've been a little overwhelmed. I haven't got to work on things like I normally would like to and uh, here we are like a month later and I'm finally getting this episode uh, done and uploaded for you guys. So I just wanted to thank you all for your patience and uh, giving me some time to, to get my life kind of in order. Um, but that's enough about me. You are here to listen to a show. So let's get back into it, okay? Welcome back. My name's Sam. I'm your keeper. This is my world. You guys get to play in it. These are my players. I'm Taylor. I play Marcellus Corvinson, an 1,100-year-old vampire. <clears throat> no voice cracks this time. I am Cameron, an uh, actual grown man, and I play Bernard. I'm Rob. I'm in Denver. I play Orpheus, the Earthbound. These are our players. Last time, they had an interesting start. Talked to Emily, we met some friends, made some enemies, and watched people die in odd pop-top can-con way. Mm-hmm. This week we come back after stepping through a portal. This portal is taking our players to the area in Ohio where the airbase was at. Not an airbase, but an airport, the closest one that they were capable of using. As you gentlemen walk out of the portal, it is literally inside of an air hangar. Sitting outside the doors is an old Huey helicopter. Painted on the side is one of the pinup girls from the time. Troy is there. He is fiddling with various gauges from inside the pilot seat, and as soon as he sees you guys, he begins to get out of the helicopter. Marcellus is just going to go, Here, Fido. As Troy pops his head out of the helicopter, from this distance you can tell he's smiling, and he says, Still dead. Still a dick. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, I don't think you've ever been aboard the Betty before. You need to keep in mind that she may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts. A lot of personal modifications have been done. The only other thing you need to know is that this is Cody. From behind him pops out a small gremlin, roughly three feet tall. It is brownish and greenish, the reptilian creature that we all come to recognize. However, he is wearing a flight suit, 
a pair of sunglasses, and he has the yellow, the white hair that traditionally grows from gremlins in styling of a way of a mullet. Oh, fuck, I love this Should we feed him after? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tennessee top hat, anyone? Yeah. Troy looks at you guys and goes, all right, this is the Betty. This is Cody. Cody's here because he helps me take care of the Betty. Given his species, he has some interesting ability that helps keep her in the air. The first pilot he's ever let pilot the Betty. Just uh, keep your hands away from his mouth. Cody, these are friends, not food. Cody looks up at Troy with a cigarette in his mouth. Pulls it out, flicks it, and goes. I'm not calling you Maverick when we're not in the air. <laughs> We've discussed this. I'm not doing it. You gave yourself your own call sign. We don't do that. No, it's not because that makes me goose. It's because it sounds stupid when we're not in the air. That's why we don't do that. Knock that shit off. Can you check the rotor for me? It was running weird. Don't grumble at me. Check the goddamn rotor, please, and thank you. This small gremlin creature immediately jumps up, grabs the ceiling, and his hand passes through the metal, grabs a hold of something, and pulls it back out. He takes one of his long gremlin fingernails and scrapes along the inside of this circular gear of some kind, pulls out the gunk, flicks it on the ground, and then puts it back into place, and then lets go and pulls his hand out. Gremlins traditionally known for their ability to destroy mechanics during World War II, oftentimes why you see bells on motorcycles and other flying objects. The high pitch of the bell was meant to keep gremlins away, to prevent them from breaking things. Cody fell in love with this helicopter during Vietnam. Troy's not certain why, but the gremlin came with the copter, and he keeps her in the air, so he doesn't mind having him around. Troy turns on the rotors. Things start to run. You feel that? You see how we don't have the shake? That means that you did a good job. I really appreciate that, Cody. Um, double check we've got ammo. The uh, the uh, the forty cal that we've got back there, I just, just make sure that you're good. Uh, make sure it's loaded. I don't think we'll need it, but if we need it, we've got it. Cody looks up at the large machine gun gunner traditional for huey helicopter and begins to take note of it runs his finger from the inside while invisible from one end to the other and then smells his fingers and goes just for accuracy that'd be a 25 millimeter not a 40 cal my bad i'll take it hey i'm always up i looked it up last night and forgot Yep. I it's, meant to write it down, and I didn't, because I was like, oh, I'm not going to forget that. It's fine. I forgot it. This it's is why cool. we've got friends who are smarter than we are. Yeah. That is how life works. I I should note that I, I used to be a trained aircraft mechanic. There you go. So that's why I know that. Be gentle with me. Be gentle. That's why I'm trying. I love, that's why I, I said, just for accuracy. I love the idea of, of him having the helicopter, and he's kept it since Vietnam. However, I... I'm not a helicopter pilot, nor am I a mechanic. So if I get something real wrong, don't hesitate to be like, yo, this is how this works. And then I can make sure to incorporate I'll that. Be gentle. Be gentle. As the rotors begin to fly, you guys are brought in. Cody walks between each one of you, new cigarette in his mouth, and checks to make sure that you're buckled in. When he gets to Orpheus, he looks up, tilts down the sunglasses, and looks at you with those reptilian eyes. I don't know what the fuck he is. Don't ask. Just get him buckled in. 
I don't know. Does your tree friend eat things? Does he eat? Will he eat my friend? No, I think I think he'll leave him alone. Groot, does the gremlin need to worry about being dinner? I am not hungry at this time. But what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's a gremlin. Uh, generally, they start off as little furry critters. They not eat past what midnight. I was talking about. Oh, what? What the fuck am I in? <laughs> oh? You mean to tell me you guys brought a giant twig on my ship and didn't let him know that it flies? Uh, he's a 300-year-old swamp monster, just so you know. Oh. Helicopters don't exist when he was. Is this yeah. the Da Vinci Helio... Heliacter? Yeah, that's what this is. You're gonna be fine. Just don't try to jump out. We're gonna move fast. Don't stand up too tall when you get out. Alright? If Da Vinci could not fly this, why should I trust you? Because I'm a goddamn boss. That's why. I've been doing this for the last 30 years. You're gonna be fine, Tree Man. You keep your moss where it belongs, and I'll get you boys where you gotta go. Hey, Orpheus, and I'll look at Marcellus and so he doesn't piss on you. I'll look at Marcellus and say, I will not eat his friend. Am I safe in this? You're safe as long as you don't get too close to Troy. He likes to pee on trees in Marcus' territory. You are wearing a microphone. I can hear you. It happened once. And is that not talking about it ever again? Oh, no. I'm going to be talking about it for long after your 300 years. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and to Bernard, I will go, if he pees on me, I will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair warning. The helicopter begins to take off. You guys are officially in the air and headed in the direction of where you are going. Do you guys need to have a conversation inside? No, I just, I just picture Orpheus as Orpheus from for the, the first fifteen just freaking out about being yeah. in an aircraft. For the first fifteen minutes, Orpheus is just <laughs> <laughs> like vines are just growing everywhere as he's just trying to like vault like lock himself into place yeah. I was an airborne ranger 263 jumps and one that, helicopter I, flight with you ruined it <laughs> I think all Bernard would say to him is like like have you ever smelled gremlin piss? If he pisses on you, I'll kill him. <laughs> that is not leaving. I was your talking part. about Troy, not the gremlin. They, oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's a werewolf. Oh yeah, true, true. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a lycanthrope, but I like to call him a dog. There you go. Just because of our banter. Yeah, okay. No, Fifteen minutes screaming before he calms down. <laughs> the small molded gremlin climbs around the back of this helicopter like a monkey. Anytime there's so much as a wiggle or shake where it's not supposed to be, he goes and checks on it, even if Troy doesn't tell him to. This is this gremlin's home. This gremlin loves this machine for whatever reason. And every once in a while, he just stops. And he feels the vibrations of the helicopter and simply goes, <laughs> and smiles, and then hops back up into the co-pilot seat. As time passes on, you arrive at the location, the coordinates where the energy seems to be coming from. You look down and what you see is a odd Y-shaped building. There's clearly an original building that has been added on to with two wings to the back. One to the east, one to the west. There appears to be a small fenced in area that presumably people were in. From this height, you can also see that there's a lake, maybe a quarter of a mile to the north. As you are looking at this building, you realize that the lights are on. And as you get closer and the spotlight turns on, there's a woman standing on the steps out front, 
waving to you. Alright boys, this is your hop-off point. You guys rope down, let me know what you see. If we need to leave, we'll leave fast. I don't want to park and land if I don't have to. How high up are we? You're gonna rope down probably a good 50 feet. Okay. Orpheus is going to make his way to the lake. He's gonna set up a quick route. And uh, before doing so, he will say to the boys, You will catch me up if I need to be aware of anything. I need to find a home for a moment. I'm curious. You fast forwarded. How's he get out of this thing? How's he feel about getting... He, he's yeah, doing, right? Uh, he's doing his teleport to the lake thing. Oh. Um, oh. That's or doing. less making a home base. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's teleporting right. from the helicopter to the lake. As he, was, he begins... I can see it now. ...to... Yeah teleport. It's more of an odd walk, where he puts his foot down on one leg, turns, makes his statement, and as he begins to go forward, it's almost as if his body bursts into a mist. You feel the mist on your faces, because where he's headed is the water. And in that teleportation moment, what is there passes through to where he is, as he passes to where he is going. Thankfully, it's just a mist. It's well-practiced. He is now standing in the lake as you two are still in the helicopter. I think I just look at him and I'm like, did you know he could fucking do that? <laughs> no, but no, but now I'm glad we're getting out of this helicopter so we don't have to smell wet dog. You guys are dicks, but I'll be here if you need me. That's the true sign here, boys. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take a sip of, of my, my flask and just go like, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> and I, I, I think he's ready to just... Bernard, do you want to do you want to parachute just in case? Careful, old man. Don't want to have that old dog die on a new trick now, do we? <laughs> no. Speaking of old dogs, I'm young for what I am. You go to hell. <laughs> I turned 107 on October 14th. I got years in front of me. Bernard there can't even keep his hip lined up well enough to climb down the rope. Can you guys get the hell out of my helicopter now? All right, I'm I'm gonna slide down, slide down the old rope, grunting the whole way. I don't think he likes it. Uh, do you want this to be difficult for him, or do you want this to be something he's capable of? I think he's very capable of something he's had to do. I, I think, think he's, he's capable just, and just doesn't like it. He just doesn't okay. like it. That's fair. Yeah, he's much like, just put him in a car and let him do what he's got to do. I think he's just, a, he's just grumping. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Marcellus, how do you handle this? Do you even use the rope? Nope. I figured. Mm. That's why just, I asked how high we I was going to say, it was like he just does the calm stuff off and then just lands on no. his feet. No, what do you do? What do you do? I got my new thing. Oh, what's your new thing? Superhero landing. Do the superhero oh. landing. No, I get to shapeshift. I got my new thing when I leveled up last last nice. last session. Don't so. go too small, so you don't get sucked up in these rotors. <laughs> <laughs> Just take some minutes to drop, and he'll be fine. Uh, I'm gonna turn into a giant bat, like okay. you know the Australian bats that are three feet tall. six foot, yeah. Yeah. three feet tall. Um, I'm the gonna flying turn into foxes. One of those and fly right down. Flying and foxes. Yeah, flying. Because I think they're yeah. the biggest. Okay. Yeah. They're the biggest. They're they're like three foot tall bats with like a six foot wingspan. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna turn into one of those and just fly down hmm. to the roof and shape shift back. Gross. <laughs> do you do this inside of the woman standing on the steps, or do you go into? We'll say there's wooded areas all around this building. Do you drop off into that spot and then walk out of the woods, or do you show her what you were capable of? Is she human? She is human as far as you can tell. And she, so she's not part of the an anarium or anything? Right? She is not. Okay. Nothing in this place will be, as a, as a heads up. No, I'm not going to show her what I can okay. because that's going to be paperwork. That is that is a question that has to be answered later. Yeah, I don't want to do the paperwork, so. <laughs> okay. So you drop out, 
you head toward wooded space and then you walk out of the woods and you and Bernard meet up. The helicopter instantly takes off in a circular pattern above this building, but also, it is still nearby. Real overwatch. He is keeping an eye on you. We have no idea that this was going to be here. He's or, defending the airspace. Yes. Gotcha. In fact, in what little radio you guys may have, you can hear the machine gun in the back get clacked and loaded. They are ready for something bad to happen, Fucking even though it appears to be this little 45-year-old woman that, as you walk up to her, looks quite a bit like Kitty Foreman in oh, a white it. nurse's outfit. Even, like, the like the red <laughs> nurse cape <laughs> and the little... Uh, I don't know what's in that orange juice, but I'm going to pour myself a glass. <laughs> as you walk up... As before you get to her, there is a crackle on your radio that is not Troy. His connection is solid. This one is bleeding through. It crackles loudly. Is, is anybody there? Is anybody there? I'm trapped in here. Can somebody please come and find me, please? I think you're kind of our de facto leader, so I, I, it's to be coming through to you, too, right? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm, I think I just kind of look at you, and I'm, I'm going to let you handle that because you're kind of – we've talked about you're the – uh, the the whiskey team leader. The well, because we're co-leads. Oh, true. If you remember, true. but I think you you just kind of like more default to him. You're on, not the yeah. 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 As little you're, human you're, contact as possible. Yeah, you you not the leading before Sorry. that. You, the strategist. Really the, yeah. the I'm gonna go forth and say, oh, follow me, blah 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 right. blah. So, yeah, I I think you just kind of default to me yeah. to deal with the public and make strategies. Um, but yeah, we are co-leads officially. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I think I'm going to make my way up to the woman and go, is somebody trapped in here? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a loaded question, son. You see, this is a sanatorium. So about half the people here think they're trapped and the other half want to be here. Um, I, I'm not entirely positive how to answer your question. It is, it is nice for the government to come out and see us again, but... Could, could you have the helicopter go park maybe out by the lake? It's going to disrupt some of the patients out here. Uh, no. <laughs> do you understand? Do you, under, do, do you understand no or do I need to tell you in Gaelic? I'm going to understand okay. that you're from the government and that means disrespect is a thing. But I'm going to have to ask him to go or you're going to upset everyone in this building. Considering it's about 12 o'clock at night and Lights Out has been on for about three hours now. I, I need that to stop, or we're going to have a very serious problem, no matter what you're trying to do. And that's not a threat, well, by any means. What if means. the noise goes away? Okay, that's fine. If you okay. can get him to go higher, I'm that'll gonna, be all right. I'm going to radio up to Troy and be like, hey, uh, Fido. Yeah, what you want, dead man? Um, does that thing have any bells and whistles that can make it silent? I can't go quiet, but I can take her higher. I can put her down somewhere if that's what you'd prefer. Uh, no, I, I, I want you on airspace defense, but just right. take it higher so it's a little quieter. All right, freaking out, I'll do what I can. I'll start making bigger circles. You guys think you're okay? Bernard hasn't pissed himself, right? Uh, That's yet to be seen. All right, that's fair. If he does, I got an extra pair of jockeys up here for him. I always worry uh, about you, know, you old his, his old His old bladder, I mean, he, he, he doesn't have good... All right, I'll Control check in for a sit-rep every once in a while. You guys take care. Don't forget I'm here. 
helicopter right. begins to go up higher. Light turns off. And now the circles are less directly above the building and more about what you would assume is the grounds. It's yeah. much larger. The sound is much quieter. She looks at you and says, Thank you. I greatly appreciate you having that way. Our patients get very upset by new things. And I, it just it's better that we don't have that kind of, that kind of noise. I understand, and I didn't mean to be rude earlier. I had a really bad night. Oh, I I suppose I can understand being called and uh, come out here and check on our progress would probably be something of a uh, difficulty, even for those of you in the government that do such things. Welcome to Pine Brook Sanitarium. My name is Mary Shaw. It's a pleasure to have you here, and we're glad to have you here to check on things. Thank you for... uh being understanding, first of all, and uh, what uh, what what seems to be the issue going on here? We're hearing radio chatter from inside. Somebody asking for help. They're trapped inside. What what what's going on here? I'm not entirely positive. I mean, you can come in. You're more than welcome. I can take you on a tour. But I, as far as I know, we don't have anybody trapped anywhere that would have access to a radio. Yeah, it'd be a pretty odd trap if you let them have a radio. I don't necessarily think it's a trap. I think. Something's got to do with the energy spike. Good call. Well, all right, you always can come inside. It's a bit chilly out here for me. I'm very glad that you can come along. Um, please, please come in. This is Pine Brook. As you guys look at this building, you're seeing, like, older gothic structure. The, the oh, so Marcellus is all in. You're at home. <laughs> we're, we're seeing stone, big windows, and then the, the wings kind of coming off the back that are not super big, but they're there. Those are definitely more modern-esque. That if, explains the Y shape. Yeah, any gargoyles? Uh, uh, I was going to say. Nothing that, that you can see. Well, no, nothing, nothing's popping out There's the you. thing is, uh, in, the, in the old school style, like that, the the Y shape was supposed to be a gargoyle in its wings. Okay. So this whole building is technically a gargoyle. Yeah, say, if, if he sees shape, one, I think I think Bernard's kind of go like nuts. jumping at it. Like, what you got? What you got? What you doing? <laughs> Giant where's where's the nearest marble font? <laughs> um, as you guys enter, the inside is very very nice. We're talking marble floors. Uh, as you step in, there is a large desk around this desk, curves around to the front of it is a spiral-esque staircase coming from two different directions. It meets on a landing on the second floor, and then there's another set of stairs that go up to the third. Oh, so it's a grand entry. It is a grand entry point. Okay. As you guys may not be I aware, think... seeing as you've been here for reasons, that uh, this was originally a manor built by a rich man out here in the woods. But uh, after all of him and his family passed away, uh, the government bought it up, and we created a sanatorium here. Orpheus, I'm sorry. I cut you off. What you got? I don't want to forget about you out by the lake. No, you're good. I think I would be trying to catch up at this point. I've probably spent enough time communing okay. with the lake. All right. Uh, what do you do? Are you trying to talk to it, or is it... Like, I, I want to know uh, what's going on. It's important. So... I guess when Orpheus um, finds a transport location, mm -hmm. he he plants roots. Mm -hmm. He he has a little creel um, enchantment that mm -hmm. he recites. He just kind of it's more or less a prayer. Mm -hmm. He just kind of sits there. He prays. He convenes. He meditates for a couple of moments, and it becomes remembered to him. Okay. Um, 
and when he gets through his incantation, he just kind of uproots and strolls away. Okay, so this is you planting an anchor in a place, correct? Yes, for a few moments. Uh, are you getting anything from this anchor? Are you getting thoughts, feelings, memories? Is that something that happens, or is this just an anchor for you? It's something that he's aware that he can do, but he's never really done before. Um, it's it's or, an anchor for him. Or at least him. he's probably Maybe. done it once. He had his... I mean, he did yeah. have his home, had, yeah. right? His home, yeah. Okay. And so now that he's, no pun intended, branching out, um, he's doing it in more places. Perhaps, I, I guess this would be player to uh, DM, can I... As I do that, would I learn the history of the land? Would I see what has happened here? You can give me a weird role for it. That's why I was asking, because I definitely felt that there there's a role that can happen here. Because he, he knew this to be the Shawnee land, and mm-hmm. it's not. And he was taught to bring up, so weird. Five plus, probably not going to be great. Seven. All right, you hit a seven. As you implant yourself by this lake you get a very dark, dirty feeling. This lake is not a good lake. Because you didn't roll higher, I can't give you more. But this lake, you instantly get a bad feeling. And the water that's still on you from teleporting to it makes you feel like you haven't showered in 300 years. If that makes like that that weird, almost sticky, gross, heavy feeling. Uh, so maybe as I catch up to the team as they're entering the sanitarium, this place is heavy with darkness. A uh, question: What do you look like right now? <laughs> that's where I was at too. I was about I was to say thinking it the whole time. I was like, "Oh my god, we have an eight foot tall tree walking into a sanitarium. This whole place is gonna flip." He doesn't know better. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, he doesn't know better. He's yeah, not been told better true. yet. He is walking up in true, true tree form, form to is... his friends, uh, to his compatriots, and um, As... without even really oh, acknowledging. Mary Shaw's gonna freak. As Without you walk even acknowledging up, her, Mary Shaw begins gonna... to scream. You are a monster from the woods. And as she begins to scream, two men in blue button-up uniforms step out with billy, cub, billy clubs on their belt. One of them has leather, leather covering part of his face. Clearly there were some burns there. And the other is missing a leg, a few fingers, and an eye. These are Travis and Barry. They work here. They're a part of the guard structure. They approach you with billy clubs out, but entirely uncertain of what they're supposed to do with them. I don't think Hopwong's doing a whole lot. No. (laughs) I'm going to say that to Bernard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think he looks like, whoa, 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 fellas. The tree here is with us. Uh, Instantly, everyone now turns on you two as well. They are super (laughs) uncomfortable. You have brought a monster to their home. So it's what just, are you? What are you even doing here? We thought you were with the government, but they don't use monsters. We are with the government. We, uh, and I can assure you, the government absolutely uses monsters. <laughs> she is... You are terrible with your clearance, by the way. 
Oh, he is. Everyone there is still primed on edge. You're going to have to do some explaining for what that is if you expect me to let you in this building at all. Well, I doubt Marcellus here or myself can explain anything. So, uh, Orpheus, you you, want to tell him uh, how you're a nice big monster? These waters are heavy with darkness. It brings me pain to be here. What are you going on about being a monster? Oh, it's like, hey, you want to tell him how you're a good guy? This place sucks, and I don't want to be here. Is that is that normal? Um, you are going to need to make a charm roll, possibly assisted by one of your friends. Oh, these, I'll definitely assist with For that. these people to not instantly make you get the fuck out of the building. You are terrifying to them. Seven plus whatever assistance you guys are to give me. Uh, you can roll 2d6, and if you succeed, he gets a plus one. It won't make a huge difference. Not going to matter, yeah. There's nothing I'm adding to it? No. Okay. If, if it's only a six, because yeah. that's help out. That's one of them. I think you get to add your cool to it. If you fail so on I this, you don't one, get so experience. Okay, so he got a seven. I rolled so a seven, too. You've got a plus one, so you're at an eight. They understand that you are not violent. They understand that you are not here to hurt anyone. They still don't like you. They still look at you like you are a monster from the deep. This is a new experience for you. Traditionally, it's always been dark, and people haven't really seen what you were. These people are looking at you as you are, and are terrified. So, um, can I Which is... can I magic them, like my eyes flash and magic them to make them seem like they're just looking at a very tall, burly man? Um, or we could role play this for a minute. Either one. Okay. All right, fine. So he's not a monster, and he's not here to kill me or any of my patients. Oh. He he's a monster. <laughs> Shut up, Bernard. <laughs> All right. So I suppose now is the time. And she closes her eyes and collects herself as she says this. That I ask you why you're here, because I don't think that you're men from the government here to check on our progress. No, we are not. We received a call about some. Spooky shit is the technical term. <laughs> well, it, it, it admittedly... Damn you, Bernard. <laughs> no, we received a call about some strange energy readings coming from the grounds around this place, and people have said in the past about hauntings, etc., and apparently they're getting worse. So we're here to investigate what's going on. All right. I can help in your investigation. I will call for the doctor to be woken up. He lives here on the third floor. I will call for him, and he can help me. I can give you something of a tour, but I'm going to have to ask that your friend not join us on the first floor in the west or east wings, as that is where our patients traditionally home and sleep at night, and I don't need that kind of trouble brought upon us at this point. Some of our patients do have delusions and hear sounds and have issues that seeing a giant tree person would set them back quite a few years. Could, is there a way he could stay here in the center area behind doors? In the second and third floors, he should be fine. No one will be there. That's cafeteria area. That's doctor spaces. But I, ca I can't have him around me patients. That's It's too much. 
I think I'm going to look at Orpheus and say, what do you think about going out and communicating with the grounds around the building? See if the plant life, tree life, anything like that knows anything about what's going on. See if you're getting any strange feelings. What do you think about that, Orpheus? I do not know what the issue is here. But did you know these grounds are dark? If I knew any more, I would tell you. I have tried to commune with the land, and she would tell me nothing. Her memory is not ready to be shared with me yet. But I do not know why I cannot go forth. Um, you're, you're, you're seven and a half feet tall, and you're made of tree, and... People around here are not used to that. And so they're going to be a little freaked out and it's going to cause panic and chaos. Also, this is not the people in this building kind of see tree people and other weird shit, but see, they're not supposed to. And if they actually see an actual tree person, it might fuck them up a little bit. <laughs> You're not supposed to be real. Does that make sense? It does not. This has not brought any agony amongst you. That was really done Or well. any I have met. That was, yeah. I mean, that was a really great way of phrasing it to you. I'm, I mean, how does how does Orpheus deal with basically being told you're not supposed to be real? Yeah. Um, I yeah. think he's just like, I'll tell you what. How about you said he could walk around in a few of the floors, right? Yes. He, <clears throat> yes. He, he can be on the second and third floors. There won't be any patients there. It's lights out. Everyone's in their rooms. It's only on the first floor where we have to worry about him being seen at this moment by anybody but doctors. And I, of course, will let the doctor be aware that we have a guest here who is non-traditional. Dr. Lucian Fuchs is the head of our department here. Of course it is. Okay. Um, was I he equipped... That's not a reference. There wasn't a reference? No. Yeah, it was a reference, but okay. Okay, the last name was from The Thing. No, Which is the, where I got the, it from. Dr. Lucian. Oh, no, I didn't go for that. Yeah. I'm, I'll have to know it later. Um, was he equipped with a Casper detector? No, that's us. Okay, so I might give it... I'm going to try to hand him this thing. And be like, look. And he would have a way to contact us, though, right? He's, it's technology. No, he doesn't know how to use it. He's got <laughs> yeah. a beeper. Oh, yeah, he's only got a beeper. You guys have radios. <laughs> so I, I guess... Got the, the, the Bear with me a moment. The PKE detector. Yeah, that's fair. He's not going to know how to use the PKE detector. Well, okay. Well, he's not going to know what it means. It wouldn't just... Bear well, with I was going to say... I can help. I it, can help. It would spike, though, right? And he would be able to know, like, it's doing something... Yeah, but something. he won't be able to communicate with us. Well, I, I was just going to, like, take this and just kind of walk around in the area that she's going to take Mademoiselle us to. Emi Mademoiselle Emily gave to me this device I suspect it can come of use here as I have made those uncomfortable I do not know why they are uncomfortable but I do know I can do something about it would this be of use at this time yeah I think if you walk around on the floor designated and then you'll have to wait until we come back you tell us if you see any spooky shit or if any readings spike on that meter. I'm just going to twist the grinder and appear more humanoid. Because I don't think they're understanding me. Okay. Uh, you you take the small wooden, probably maybe three inches long, maybe an inch round grinder. And as you twist it, 
instantly you begin to look like a normal man. You physically do not change. This is merely an illusion. What do you look like in this illusion? He looks like Bernard. <laughs> Just taller. <laughs> he looks like James Earl Jones. I mean, if you want to look a combination of Bernard and Marcellus combined, because they're the only two faces you've got, would you be the way you used to look as human? Would you pick African-American? Would you be white? Would you be olive-skinned? He would look... That's true. He would look like he probably did but doesn't know why he looks like that. that it's just the character. He's going to be kind of average height for the time, so he's probably 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, mm -hmm. um, has long hair and a very... Average height for uh, who? For a Frenchman. For at a the Frenchman. time, okay. they he was were... born in France. Yeah, 300 yourself. years ago like, in yeah, France. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm six foot tall. I don't want to be short, but uh, for what it is, no, he'd be probably five seven, five eight, long hair, um, maybe occasionally pulls it up in a ponytail. He would have, um, I don't think the French are particularly known for their beards, are they? So he'd probably be pretty clean shaven. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He might have uh, the little, the little triangle go goatee and the the mustache. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was curious too, have... so I know, like, so this would be working on me. Like, I would absolutely be seeing this. Oh, yeah, curious. you'd be seeing it. It's what... not going to work. All of you would see hey, it. Yeah, I was going to say, would... but Marcellus probably, would... he still, he probably still. Marcellus, you can see through it. because inherently of what you are, you are aware that there is an enchantment on him to make him look human. But I can't see the enchantment. The, you see the enchantment, but you also see the shadow of what he really is. Okay, that makes more sense almost as if it's behind him okay like you are seeing this but you are well aware that because with, with what you are and how you've been changed that okay he has a glamour on but you still see a shadowy we'll say apparition of what he actually looks like mm -hmm. okay well, standing in the same spot i think bernard is probably like he didn't know that was going to happen i think he's going like, oh shit i don't imagine that freaks you fine folks out right um, she looks at you, both of the guards are starting to, like, put billy clubs away, and she just kind of looks and goes, why didn't he start out like that? That could have saved us quite Dude, a bit Dude, I totally figured attack. Bernard was going to ask him. <laughs> I thought he was going to go, why the hell didn't you do that in the first place? <laughs> I think, I think, it, like, I, I was just playing with the way it caught me genuinely off guard. I didn't know he had that, so that's, I just played it that I way. I just figured because you have that, like, um, that scolding ability. Oh, true. That yeah. you would have been like, why the hell didn't you do that in the first place and give him a negative yeah, Well, no, nobody failed a roll or I would have. That's true. <laughs> that's fair, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think he's just like, all right, well, um, so... He's, uh, would you guys buy that this is our brother? No. I mean, the patients <laughs> shouldn't have any problem with how he looks now, as he's not particularly terrifying. I'm just going to look at him and go, wait, he looks different? <laughs> yeah, future reference. Uh, next time before we meet people, go ahead and do that little grinder deal that'll, that, uh, that, uh, that'll help a lot with uh, humans. Yeah. <clears throat> You are very much like humans to me, and my appearance did not bother you. Is this not normal? Yeah, I'm, I've seen some shit, man. Not, not, not much gets to me, but uh, most of these people here, you're... You don't even know what movies are. Jesus Christ. How do I explain <laughs> you're that? You're out of the story. Yeah. These people, 
to them, you're a you're a fictional story. They tell their kids to scare them at night. This uh, you actually walking around, it's gonna freak people out. So what she gave you, that's uh, that's to help you blend in, help us get some things done. So next time when we meet some people, go ahead and give that thing a crack. I will try to remember this. Is this for all the people? Is this for the people outside the anarium? Also, it's for people outside of our work. Yeah, we, huh. we, we, this is really not my job description. I don't, I, we're going to take you back. Somebody's got to explain some more shit to you. Uh, we got a job to do, but this is, this is just. Yeah. We gotta we gotta talk to Emily about that. Wasn't that supposed <laughs> to happen before we went on a mission? Yeah, you gotta brief the monsters before they come out. That's just that's just how the shit's always worked. But anyways, uh, Mary, uh, uh, can, can you uh, show us around? They um, hearing your conversation and understanding that there was some interagency. Clearly, these people have know about the government and they have worked with them in the past. Gave you some privacy and went over to the nurses' station. You're still being watched, <laughs> but not in a uh, inherently aggressive way. Okay. Of course, I can take you around the building if you like. It's uh, it's not too much. It's dark. The doctor has been called. You'll have to wake up and prepare himself to come down. Um, I can start in either the east or west wing. The east wing is where our more violent patients are, and the the west wing is where more of our calmer patients. You see, we were originally founded in this place in an attempt to give a home to those that society had decided that they didn't want the castaways. Because even though they may be different and they may have their issues and their physical ailments, they, they still deserve a place to be. For instance, Travis and Barry here um, both came to us after wars and had serious issues both mentally with PTSD and dealing with physical difficulties and changes and so we gave them a place to be and they decided to stay and they stayed on in order to help future patients with their ailments and differences. Um, we do have some folks in the West Wing that have mental issues, schizophrenia, but they're traditionally non-violent and we can communicate with them and work with them on what, what's going on. But the, the East Wing we 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 stay away from them if we can. They are locked behind doors, uh, metal doors, and are kept under close eye and watch. We have approximately 80 patients here at the moment. It's not a large establishment, but we are trying new things to make headway for patients. Theoretically, would you two be more afraid of an armed helicopter or gremlins and werewolves? You know what? Never mind. Let's just... Uh... She gives you like a thousand-yard <laughs> stare and just... All right, where would you like to start your tour? <laughs> Said there were violent guys. I think that's probably the place to start. Hey, everyone. It's about the middle of the show, so you know what time it is. It's time for us to introduce you to one of our friends in the tabletop role-playing game community. So, without further ado, I want to shut up <laughs> and let you hear from our friends. This is Memester of the Week. We're a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. It goes like this. A reluctant cult member, his stoner roommate, a skeptic YouTuber, and her fake camera person walk into a diner. They then walk out of the diner and drive off to hunt the things that go bump in the night. Inspired by shows like Supernatural, The Adventure Zone, and The Crit Show, join four friends as they travel across the country solving supernatural problems and trying not to cause more problems than they solve. 
If you've ever wondered what it would be like if Scooby-Doo had guns and magic and monsters rather than real estate moguls, this might be for you. Welcome to Memester of the Week. All right, everybody. Well, you heard it, and I'm sure you probably could tell that there are some similarities between our shows, and I think if you give them a try, you'll absolutely love their show, too. You can find them on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. So please, go give our friends a listen after you finish our show, of course. She nods. I understand. Okay. And as we're walking, I kind of want to like try to pass my hand like over... Orpheus, like the good end, but it kind of hit, it kind of <laughs> hits the like, thunk, like oh. and your hand will yeah. find him there because <laughs> yeah. this is an illusion. Yeah, I think he's just kind of like, he, I because I wasn't really told what, so I'm trying to figure out like what exactly has as is like so. But I think I did just figure out it's an illusion. Now I kind of know like well, I'm just kind of walking along Orpheus like all right, that's as you guys begin to head toward the East Wing, a young man probably around 14 years old, clearly with Down syndrome, walks towards you from the West Wing. Um, Miss Mary, I had a nightmare about the thing in the lake again, and I just, I want you to, could you, could you come read me a story till I fall asleep again? Mary looks at this young man and goes, now we've already talked about this. Okay, come on, Billy, it's fine. We've already talked about the thing in the lake. We know that it don't come inside. We've talked about the magic we put in the windows to make sure you stay safe. Come along. We'll, we'll take care of it. I've told you the fairies in the woods keep it busy so they don't attack you and we've got magic on the windows. And she walks this young man clearly, politely, and caring, almost as if you guys don't exist. This is going to get real bad if he can see through his enchantment. As soon <laughs> yeah. as they have, as soon as he talks, you can tell she cares enough for this young man that you guys can fuck off. She's going to take care of this kid and she walks him back okay to his room. Now the two guards look at you, and Travis, the man with the, the leather covering parts of his face and the burns on his hands, goes, Foley over here. We, uh, we can still take you down the West Wing. It's, there's not much to see. It's, it's after dark. Most of them are asleep as it is. If you guys don't mind, I don't think Mary will mind. She tends to get them more riled up than anyone else. She's the one who applies meds. She's the one who gives meds. Just uh, keep that in mind. Uh, they are what they are. Some of them are violent. Some of them are deviants. It is what it is. This is the wing of the hospital that in order to do the work we want to do in the West Wing, we also got to take in more violent and vicious individuals over here. Okay. They're not going to, like, throw anything the doors or there's nothing they can throw anything out, right? Uh, I mean, they got little windows. If you want to poke your head in, it's fine. We don't generally have anybody that's going to be throwing stuff at you, maybe okay. paper or, or food seen or some something. Movies. You know, you know, you never know. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Come on, we'll get you. All right. uh, as we're going, I want to have uh, the the meter out, and I I can roll to investigate a mystery too. Yeah, let's um, do that. Let's okay. do that. Let's see how how it goes. Not great, not great, Bob. What you get? Uh, that's six. Um, and I, would I have a plus? What would this be? Investigate a mystery. Um, investigate a mystery. Investigate a mystery. That's sharp. what I would go with. That'd be sharp. your sharp. So, so nothing. So a six. So you fail. Um, as soon as you turn this PKE meter on, both of the extenders raise up as high as they'll go, and all readings read max. It might be broken. Okay. I would like to investigate the mystery on what the kid was saying. If he's talking about other Lake swamp monsters. monsters outside of me, mm -hmm. uh, 
He's got my attention. I'd Hang like on, to. Hang we'll see if I got tree fitting. Yeah. Do I have family here? Uh, it's all right. How do you want to do this? I would. Uh, I guess I would inquire to the guards. Don't forget to mark your experience, Bernard. Okay. I guess I would inquire to the guards. He mentions the monsters and the fairies of the forest. I am not the first here. Roll to investigate a mystery. Let's see how many questions you get. We've got your initial nine. All right, that's Ooh. good. That that's a question. That so you're you're asking about the stories you heard, right? Yeah. Uh, Travis looks at you and says, "Eh, Billy's he's got Down syndrome and he's he's got a good heart and he's got a good head, but he's also 14 years old and a little slower. So sometimes it's easier just to tell the kids that there's magic that keeps them safe from the monsters that aren't real." As far as I know, ain't no goddamn fairies out in the woods. I ain't never seen one. I'll admit the lake gives me the creeps, but I couldn't tell you why. These kind were respected for seeing what others could not in my time. There is more here than you know. You well, may not be willing to share, but there is something here. I, I, I mean... I'm not lying to you, big guy. I'm just letting you know, as far as I see it, them's the bedtime stories she tells them to, so that they don't think their dreams are going to kill them in the night. Generally, it tends to work. Billy's a good kid. Good heart, good head. Deserves love. The fact his parents put him in this shithole, that's, that's a monument to human sin. The fact that they couldn't get over their own fucking ego to take care of their kid. They're good kids. They're just people. All right, let's let's get in here. I don't need to hear me go on my tirade. Yeah, I think I'm still just walking behind, like smacking my the. <laughs> just like well, just like, pit, would you just fucking work? <laughs> wrong and it's still it's it maxes out. Uh, if you want to turn the volume down on it so that it's yeah. not like constantly screaming at you. <laughs> yeah, that's. Cool. I just wanted to say like that's kind of why I'm not. I think he's maybe not even really listening to what's going on. He's just like, what the fuck is wrong with this fucking thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, as he opens the doors, you guys walk in. I need everybody to act under pressure for me. Ooh. It's not quite as much. It's just the one thing I'm supposed to make you guys do when I have something that doesn't fit any of the other rules. Another six. Uh, which uh, would, that would, be, would that be a plus That'd be cool. That's a cool rule. So you got eight. Eight. All right. Ooh, so that's succeed. five. That's experience, buddy. Experience, Orpheus. Yeah, these magic dice faded. Seven. <laughs> you guys seven. All right. So Orpheus is kind of off on his own. The seeing this hallway made of metal is probably something that's going to catch you off guard a bit. This is not the happy home manor that the opening area was. There's no wood on the walls here. This is metal and linoleum. We all picture it from older hospitals as, as who we are in modern day. We know what to expect. Orpheus does not. This is a modern marvel for you. And um, what we talked about, like, so this place is, he called it a shithole, but this place is, like, nice, right? Like, it it's, is. It's clean. It's, he, he, yeah, it is. I mean, it really I is. I think clean. he made it more like a shithole as in, like, this is just, it's, this is a sucky place to be if you don't have anybody yeah. just here. Yeah, but I just exactly. want to make sure. Like, but this, no, this yeah. is a nice, clean. I didn't convey that well. Yeah. No, yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. Okay. That was my intent with that. Because that was the perception I had in my head. No, yeah. but it was like, is there the manor? And then you get to the wings and it's just no, like, no. man, these fucking suck. Shit's clean. Floors are shiny. Cool. Lights are good. If there's a light flickering you get the sense that somebody knows about it and it's going to get fixed ASAP. Do we have, like, the classic horror movie guy who's got the heads that on, like, he's mopping for, like, if you interact with a janitor, yeah, he's okay. just wearing the gray jumpsuit, <laughs> mopping the floor, humming to himself. Okay. As they take you into the West Wing, both Marcellus and Bernard hear something from one of the rooms. It is a whispering. 
The guards have taken their lead. They've walked down this hallway a hundred times. There is nothing here that is going to catch their attention. They tune it out. The people in here tend to mumble. They tend to see things. But one of the doors with the window open catches your attention. You hear whispering. Okay. Uh, what would you do in that situation? Real quick. I think we'd probably both stop and look yeah. at each other and then look at the window and go, I have a, a, a quick anecdote. I'm sure, like, you guys have probably had this happen before as parents. Like, last night we were going off the stairs, and my, my son turned around and said, Did you say that? And I had been talking, and I was like, <laughs> That shit freaks you out. What? He's like, Do you say something? It was low. He's, was you, did you say low? Like, I was like, No. He's like, Oh, that was scary. And I was like, What? Wait, what? no, stop. Like, hold on, stop. You don't want to freak him out. Is it my voice that you heard? Because now I'm weirded out. <laughs> I love you, but I'm weirded Dude, out. If there's a demon down here, I need to know like, what now. The, what just happened? Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, so I, I think... Yeah, I was like, what the hell just happened? Um, I wish I hadn't actually been talking, so I could have known. But uh, I think every parent's had that, mm-hmm. that thing happen. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I think we hear this. And like, like he said, I think we exchange a glance. Um, and I think this would probably be another investigative mystery. I think we, de- I, I definitely want to. Okay, roll for it. Okay. Let's just, let's see what we can do here. How much, how much time are you getting on this? Um, that's an 11. Apparently a lot. A lot. Uh, that's that's a least, nine. That's two or questions. Nine, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Um, a nine, uh, plus your sharp. Plus sharp, zero. Okay, so it's nine. You get a question here. Marcellus, you want to give me a roll or do you want to follow his lead? Up to yeah. you. That's another nine plus your shirt. Ten. All right. So you get two. So we got three questions floating here. Uh, what, what are you guys working toward here? As, as you are standing by this door, things become a little bit more clearer. From inside, you hear the voice of a woman probably in her 20s. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She has no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams. As one of the guards walks up and clacks his baton on the door. Hey. Stop that in there. You making up rhymes about the lady in charge ain't going to get you any special treatment. All it's going to do is get you in trouble. If she hears it, she's going to get upset. So you hear me, Lucy. Knock that shit off. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to look at him and go, "Hey, dipshit. This is important to what we're doing here." I need to hear what she was saying. You guys are looking at energy spikes. This ain't got nothing to do with Lucy and her ramblings to upset are you sure? Because 20 minutes ago, you were real sure when a tree walked in front of you. All right, fine. Lucy, please tell these men about your ramblings. All right, so you guys have three questions. You can ask them, or you can talk to Lucy. What was that role in Investigative Mystery? Is that what that was? That's what you guys did. Okay. So now you can kind of look into what's I, happening here. Yeah. Even if it's asking me questions to answer as a GM to your character, what, where are we at? I think I'm not gonna put my face like right in this window, but like, can, can we make eye contact with her? And she is in a dark room. You can see her. There is a window in the cell up okay. top. There is some light coming in from outside. Probably we'll think moonlight. You're not getting eye contact so much, but you can see her in there. She is curled up in the center of the room, not sitting on a bed. She's just sitting on the floor. The room looks clean. It's not concrete and dirty cracked walls it's it's a room that you would have a patient in a sanatorium in who had as travis has put it mental issues okay i want to walk into the room and talk to her okay okay um i do i don't know if you do i want to i want to ask the guard can you open the door so i can go in 
it will really not supposed to. But if you're on your best behavior, then I don't. I'm see... not gonna do anything to hurt her. I just want to talk to her. All right, but if things get out of hand, you can handle yourself, right? You ain't got a gun on you, do you? I mean, yeah, but she's not gonna get it. I think what I want to ask him first is like, like, uh, like, why, why is she here? All you, and that can be one of my questions. Okay, uh, Lucy's here because she has uh, mental deliriums. Her, her brain makes her see things. She tends to make up rhymes. Uh, as far as I understand it, not being the doctor, she kind of just makes shit up. Sometimes it's lies. Sometimes it's what she sees. The doctor's been working with her. And as far as I know, when she first got here, all she ever did was scream. But at this point, she's starting to talk. But she doesn't like Miss Shaw very much. Okay. So she I, tends to make shit up to upset her. That was going to be... Because I have two questions, right? Okay, no, you have, you one. have one. Oh, I just had the one? Then yeah. that was mine. Okay. I got the two. I can let you in, but you got to give up your weapons. You don't even have to hand them to me. You can put them on the floor out here in the hallway. I can stand back. I I'm understand just going to hand them to types. All right. All right. Hang on to these for a second. I, ju- I understand your government, but just in case she gets a hold of it, I'm not no G-man. I ain't got no armor on. I'm going to die. All right. <laughs> I'm going to look at Bernard and go, yeah, she's going to get my weapon. <laughs> yeah, I think I got a chuckle, too. Like, I'll, I'll handle it. Okay. Thank you. Orpheus, as you're standing in this metal hallway, what what are you feeling about here? What's like? I didn't pass my cool check, so that means you didn't hear the whispering, but you okay. are inclined to pay attention to what's happening if you want to. Okay. This building. This is not a governor's mansion. I have seen only such buildings for the very wealthy. These are not the wealthy. Nobody. Somebody with money bought this place so we could take care of the people that needed it. But it used to be a governor's mansion, if that makes you feel any better. The middle part was a big deal. I don't know if he's a governor, but, I mean, him and all of his family are dead, so uh, it don't much matter what position he held in life. Am I right? What does not Yes. See, I don't know if he had any. Did, did you roll to investigate a mystery? He hasn't yet. Okay. I haven't. Um, He's just there right now. Okay. Yeah. Just All he knows is I'm trying to go into the room. Okay. I'm just really trying to role play Orpheus. I guess I might follow Marcellus into the room. Okay. You would have to give Bernard your shotgun. You would be aware that that conversation happened. You were not allowed to be armed in that room to my giant rock and tree man who doesn't need the shotgun. <laughs> Is he... Does the illusion not uh, kind of hide the shotgun? No. It, it, I would say no. The illusion is for your form, not anything you're carrying. Yeah, but if I have the shotgun on my, my person and my person's covered, it's the only, I, only reason I ask. Uh, I would. I probably would say no. I'm going to say no because that makes things a little too powerful. It makes it way easier for you to sneak things around if we ever get to a point yeah. where okay. you're on more of a stealthy I need to hide things mission. It kind of gives you the okay. this coverage that we can't take. Fair. All right. Fair. Yeah, I would uh, definitely hand the shotgun over then. Travis looks at this sawed-off shotgun and kind of like cocks an eye. Clearly, that's not standard issue. But he opens the door to let you into Lucy's room. As soon as the door creaks, cracks, and the key turns and opens, Lucy doesn't look up. 
She doesn't move. She just sort of stays on her spot, sitting Indian-style on the floor. Uh, I'm going to go and sit Indian-style right in front of her. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. And then um, I want to ask her. You said her name was Lucy? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. You watch so many movies. <laughs> what do you want from me? Some <laughs> of them are just names, bro. Not well, all of them are references. Well, Lucy, the movie, and she's in the sanitarium sitting on the floor. All right, not that, nope. That was just a name I picked because I liked it. It just happened to work, right? <laughs> no, it just happens to work out for you guys. <laughs> I think you watch too many movies. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> Everything's a reference. <laughs> I get most of his references. Well, he so. does, to be fair. Most of the time, he catches them pretty quick. <laughs> I'll just kind of laugh, and he'll look at me and go, <laughs> Got it. Um, no, I think I'm going to just sit Indian style on the floor right in front of her and ask her uh, what is wrong she looks up at you these are eyes that have probably seen a lot you wouldn't call them evil you wouldn't call them scared but the, there's a look to them a, a almost feralness there she is always so on the defense similar to mine we'll say yes yeah okay, so she is not a vampire but no but in the sense that she's seen a lot and has like a very hardened eyes she looks at you and says beware the stare of mary shaw she has no children only dolls and if you see her in your dreams don't ever ever scream or she will rip you apart by the seams and, like, she's looking at you like you're an idiot because she had to repeat herself. Like, this is a big thing she's trying to pass along to you very quietly. Um, Have you would seen... Orpheus have overheard that? Because I could not hear what you were whispering, Sam. Oh, okay. Um, he, she is, it is an old rhyme. I was say, to be fair, uh, yeah, you would have, I guess, I'm writing it down, but I, guess, I probably wouldn't have heard this. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She has no children. You're wearing headphones. Stop getting closer to the computer. It's weird. I know, I know. <laughs> Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She has no children, only dolls. If you see her in your dreams, never, ever scream, or she will rip you apart at the seams. Okay. This is an actual old rhyme. I've I know. I've heard it before. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's that one of silence, your two. by the way? Yeah. Yeah, it is dead silence. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to look at her and ask uh, how do I want to phrase this? Um, how do you get her out of your dreams? She looks up at you with this just weird annoyed you're not asking the right questions face and she just says things are not what they seem here things are not what they seem you have to understand that things aren't 
right. It's wrong. And she begins to get loud. It's wrong. It's not right. It's not how it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be dead everywhere, burned, burned in blood, covered in it. But nobody's talking. No one's looking. There was, they're supposed to be. And she begins to just scream repeatedly. And then the rhyme starts again. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She has no children, only dolls. The guards step in. All right, it's time to go. We're done. No, you mm, don't know, don't care. We're done. As Miss Shaw walks up into the hallway. She is done reading her story to Billy, and she You need to step out of there. You need to be done. You need to step out, and please leave my patient alone. This You have overstayed your welcome in this room. You have clearly upset her. It is time to be done. Still not Irish. I'd like, I'll get there. Like to investigate mystery. Okay. Um, let me roll first and we'll see what comes of that. If that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. What you got? Uh, 10 plus that's sharp, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's going to be where'd sharp go. Yours, I think is a one. 11. All right. You got two questions. What do you want to ask? What are you looking into? Mademoiselle Mary. Can you tell me about yourself and and who you are here? I'm the head of nursing here. Here in this building, I take care of all the patients. I'm the head nurse. The other nurses report to me, and the other doctors, though they would never admit it, report to me as well. Simply because I know everything, because I've been here longest. I know all of these patients by name. I know their files like the back of my hand. I'm the one who takes care of them. I'm the one who pays attention to them. Lucy here is horrendously disturbed and may not have appreciated every form of treatment that we've given her. And yes, traditionally I am there so the patients can recognize that I am a part of it. But you have upset her, and this is done, the door is closed, and we will be moving on now. Thank you. Mademoiselle Shaw, mm -hmm. do you have children? I don't see how that's any information that would be of yours from the government, but no, I don't. All right, we're moving I've along. I assume you want to see the second floor in the living spaces? Um, I'm going to reach for my shotgun that Bernard is holding, and I am going to give him a very concerned look as I reach out for the shotgun okay. and almost look back at... She never told us her last name was Shaw, but she responded to Shaw. She did. She said her last name was Shaw. Oh, did she? Yeah. I didn't catch that earlier. You weren't standing but... there when that happened. Okay. Oh, okay. That was when you were uh, in the lake. But I'm going to give a very concerned look to um, uh, Bernard as I uh, grab my shotgun back. Uh, I think I just kind of look at them and I look at, uh, I look at my team and I look at them and I go, I think my team and I need to have a discussion. Could you give us a minute? We'll go upstairs and you can have a conversation in the East Wing common room. Come along. And you guys get to the end of the Y shape and at the very end kind of rounds off and there is a spiral staircase that will take you up to the second floor. It will also continue on to a third floor if that's something you choose to do later. As you get there, Barry, Travis, and Mary continue on to the more center region. This is where, in this floor, a lot of the cafeteria setup is. Third floor does not have a top section in this area. It is much taller, and there are some stairwells, small areas. This is where people come to eat. Second floor, middle. What are you guys going to talk about? What what the hell happened in there? 
All right, everyone. Like I said before, thank you so much for coming back to us and listening, even though we uh, took a little bit of some time off, mostly on my end. Um, and I, I'm, I plan on keeping all these episodes uh, every two weeks now, like like we, we planned from the start. So uh, th- thank you again. Uh, happy holidays. And uh, please go listen to our friends at Memester of the Week. And like I said, you can listen to them, um, iTunes, uh, Google. Uh, they're on Spotify as well. Oh, that brings me to another uh, important point of emphasis here we wanted to talk about. You can now rate your favorite podcasts on Spotify. So if you listen to us on Spotify, please go give us a rating. You don't have to just do that on iTunes anymore. So um, that would be a huge boost for us if you could give us um, an awesome rating on either iTunes or Spotify. All right, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you so much. Bye.